Hi, welcome to our podcast. I'm Regina Vadillo. And I'm Faisal Salazar. Today, we're going to talk about one of the most important topics of all, our home. How us humans are destroying Earth and not doing much about it. Earth is our home and we need to take care of it. This is the purpose of this podcast, for you to be informed about the effects that human activities have been having on this planet. And after listening to the podcast, you will want to take action and change your role in this world. Before we continue, feel free to follow our social media and leave a comment on our podcast on how we can improve, or you can also DM us on Instagram. Human impact on the environment is one of the main topics all over the world. At least, you need to be aware of all the factors that contribute to the loss of Earth. Earth's temperature has gone up about 2 degrees Fahrenheit in the last 100 years. You might think that 1 degree is not much, or that it is nothing. But small changes in Earth's temperature can have big effects. In fact, the past five years have been the warmest five years in centuries. The Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change concluded that there is more than 95% probability that human activities over the past 50 years have warmed our planet. Human activities, especially the burning fossil fuels to power factories, cars, and buses, like coal and oil, are changing the natural greenhouse because it has increased the concentration of atmospheric carbon dioxide. These changes cause the atmosphere to trap more heat than it used to, leading to warmer Earth. Changing the natural greenhouse has consequences in nature that we are starting to live. It has big consequences and a big impact in the environment. Some of those effects are the following. It warms the ocean and partially melts glaciers and ice sheets. This increases the sea level. Ocean water also will expand if it warms, contributed further to sea level rise. In fact, the NASA says that Greenland lost around 279 billion tons of ice per year between 1983 and 2019. Also, in the last century, the global sea level rose 20 centimeters. Climate extremes such as droughts, floods, and extreme temperatures can lead to crop losses and threaten the livelihoods of agricultural producers and the food security of communities worldwide. It could cause freshwater shortages, dramatically alter our ability to produce food, and increase the number of deaths from floods, storms, and heat waves. This is because climate change is expected to increase the frequency of extreme weather events, for example, the California and Australia fires. As the world warms, also known as global warming, more water evaporates, leading to more moisture in the air. This means many areas will experience more intense rainfall, and in some places, snowfall, but the risk of drought in inland areas during hot summers will increase. More flooding is expected from storms. After listening to some of the consequences that human activities have on Earth, we're gonna focus on some of the, those activities or independent activities that damage the Earth. The first one is pollution. Pollution is the introduction of harmful materials into the environment. These harmful materials are called pollutants. They can be natural, such as volcanic ash, but they can also be created by human activities, such as trash or runoff produced by factories. Pollutants damage the quality of air, water, and land. Pollution is everywhere. Just take a look at your surroundings. Take a walk on the street. There is pollution in the air, the ground, and the soil. There are three types of pollution, air, water, and land. Air pollution is sometimes visible. For example, you can see the dark smoke pour from the exhaust pipes of large trucks or factories. More often, air pollution is invisible. 
polluted air is very dangerous because it makes people's eyes burn and make them have difficulty breathing. It can also increase the risk of lung cancer. Most air pollution is not natural. It comes from burning fossil fuels, coal, oil, and natural gas. Also, when gasoline is burned to power cars and trucks, because it produces carbon monoxide, a colorless, odorless gas. This gas is harmful in high concentrations. Just right now, in air pollution, I already mentioned some human activities that damage our earth. Factories, cars, gasolines, but also cooking, heating, and lining with polluting fuels. The second one is water pollution. Some polluted water looks muddy, smells bad, and has garbage floating on it. Some polluted water looks clean, but it is filled with chemicals you can't see nor smell. The United Nations estimates that 4,000 children die every day from drinking dirty water. Sometimes polluted water harms people indirectly. They get sick because the fish that live in polluted water are unsafe to eat. Chemicals and oils from factories are sometimes dumped into waterways. These chemicals are called runoff. They can create a toxic environment for aquatic life. Oil spills are another source of water pollution. For example, in April 2010, the Deepwater Horizon oil rig exploded in the Gulf of Mexico, causing oil to gush from the ocean floor. In the following months, hundreds of millions of gallons of oil spewed into the Gulf waters. More than 2 million animals died as a result of the Deepwater Horizon oil spill. Finally, land pollution. There are many human activities that pollute the land. For example, mining sometimes leaves the soil contaminated with dangerous chemicals. Also, pesticides and fertilizers from agricultural fields are blown by the wind. They can harm plants, animals, and sometimes even people. Around the world, paper, cans, glass jars, plastic products, and junked cars and appliances mar the landscape. Litter makes it difficult for plants and other producers in the food web to create nutrients. Animals can die if they mistakenly eat plastic. Garbage often contains dangerous pollutants such as oils, chemicals, and ink. These pollutants can leach into the soil and harm plants, animals, and people. Another activity is to pile up many things. Electricity, nuclear power, batteries, and more. For example, nuclear power creates radioactive waste such as uranium mill tailings. These materials can remain radioactive and dangerous to human health, animals, and plants for thousands of years. Just take a look at Chernobyl. People can't live there and the whole area became damaged. Power companies use a variety of processes to create electricity and not all of them affect the environment in the same way. For example, coal is a much more environmentally problematic source of energy than solar power which has minimal environmental effects. We just need to make sure that the electricity we use isn't damaging the environment. Another activity is deforestation. According to international data, an estimated 18 million acres of trees are clear-cut each year to make way for new development and wood products. With trees being one of the largest producers of oxygen, clearly that is not a good thing for humans, and especially not for the animals that call the forest home. With millions of different species that live in the forests, deforestation is a major threat to their survival and a big conservation issue. It also increases greenhouse gases within the atmosphere, which leads to further global warming. Plus, deforestation increases wildfires. Just take a look at the Amazon's fire. A lot of animals were burned, killed, left without a family, a home. 
All of this because they wanted money. In this case, it's when we need to ask ourselves, is it worth it? Now, my co-host will talk about the underwater world. Thank you, Fer. As the years go by, it seems as if things are getting worse. We're slowly killing the planet. Us humans are used to hearing the usual. Don't drive, take your bike, save electricity, shower fast, don't throw food away, don't waste water. But even with all the continuing ecological crises facing the planet, even if every single one of us adopted these conversation habits, is this really gonna be enough to save the world? The world's climate scientists tell us that the highest safe level of emissions would be around 350 parts per million of carbon dioxide and greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. We are already on 400. They also tell us that the safest we could hope to do without having previous applications as far as drought, famine, human conflict, major species extinctions would be about 2 degrees Celsius increase in temperature. We're rapidly approaching that, and with all the building carbon dioxide that's already in the atmosphere, we're easily going to exceed that. So on our watch, we're facing the next major extinction of species on the Earth that we haven't seen since the time of the dinosaurs disappearing. When whole countries go underwater because of sea level rise, when whole countries find that there's so much drought that they can't feed their population, and as a result, they need to desperately migrate to another country or invade another one, I mean, we're gonna have climate wars in the future. For as long as I can remember, when I was a kid, I've been fascinated with watching dolphins and whales at aquariums, and I've always loved the sea, the creatures in it, and the unbelievable colors it comes with. The sea is home for up to 80% of all life on Earth, but this beautiful vision we have of the ocean has completely changed. Our impact on the seas has become huge, and not for good. Animals like dolphins and whales are now found dead with their stomachs filled with plastic, and it's our fault. We're not caring enough not even because they help us to keep the entire ocean alive. When dolphins and whales come out to the ocean to breathe, they realize a substance called phytoplankton, which every year absorbs four times the amount of carbon dioxide than the Amazon forest does, and generates up to 85% of the oxygen we breathe. So in a world where we are concerned about carbon and climate change, protecting these animals would mean protecting the entire planet. If dolphins and whales die, the ocean dies. If the ocean dies, so do we. Plastic is invading every last corner of the world's seas. In fact, today, the equivalent of a garbage truckload of plastic is dumped in the sea every single minute, joining over 150 million tons of garbage already floating there. Essentially, our oceans have turned into a toxic plastic soup. And worst of all, we are a massive part of the problem. To help this, you can donate to ocean charity organizations, attend to beach cleaning when you have the chance, use reusable cutlery, and stop using plastic straws and bottles. Each year, people consume about 143.8 million fish. That's about 5.9 million fish consumed each day. And that means that we kill at least 1 trillion fish a year. And the majority are fished by bycatch. You may be wondering, what is bycatch? bycatch in the fishing industry is when marine species are caught unintentionally while catching certain species of target fish. When fishing industries go out to the seas, they don't only come back with fish, but also with turtles, dolphins, whales, shrimp, sharks, and other species who are at risk of disappearing. When I heard of this, I thought that after fishing them, they would obviously return the species out to the sea again, but instead, they take advantage of killing these fish and selling them illegally. 
Japan is one of the countries where the tuna fishing industries use the word bycatch to cover the intentional animal killing, such as sharks and overfishing. They use this cover-up to sell more fish and sharks. As an excuse, they say that dolphins eat the tuna, so they kill them to have more food. But in reality, these billion-dollar companies kill them to gain more money. Some say that they sell the dolphins to aquariums, but in reality, for each dolphin sold, 12 dolphins are killed. Sharks, on the other hand, are killed only to cut their fins and make shark fin soup, with the excuse that sharks are dangerous and kill people. But in reality, sharks unintentionally kill about 10 people per year, and by comparison, we kill 11,000 to 30,000 sharks per hour, only to produce shark fin soup illegally, which doesn't have a taste and doesn't contribute to a healthy meal. Sharks and dolphins being killed aren't the only problem. Because of overfishing, seas are starting to empty out. Industries are focusing a lot on fishing tuna. The problem is that even if tuna is tasty and a very popular fish to eat, us consuming it is one of the big causes of why the sea is starting to empty out. I'll put it like this. If we continue to consume and finish tuna, sharks and killer whales have nothing to eat. Therefore, they would die. Then, because there's no tuna, their fish food overpopulates and finishes the next fish, so both species die, and so it goes on. The next topic I want to talk to you about that hardly anyone is talking about is destroying our ocean floors. When industry fishing boats go out trawling, they involve dragging large heavy plastic nets along the seafloor in order to catch marine life. These boats are destroying vital habitats, releasing as much as carbon as all the world's air traveled by this disturbing ocean sediments, and the largest trawlers are catching 400 tons of fish per day. Bottom trawling is aching to use a bulldozer to catch a butterfly, destroying a whole ecosystem for the sake of a few pounds of protein. Approximately 25 million acres of forest are lost every single year, yet 3.9 billion acres of seafloor are lost each year due to trawling. That is the equivalent land area of Greenland, Norway, Sweden, Finland, Denmark, the UK, Germany, France, Spain, Portugal, Iran, Turkey, Thailand, and Australia combined demolished every year, which is the equivalent of losing 4,316 soccer fields every single minute. As the animals are dying, also are land animals, and not only are we staying without food, but without water. Hydraulic factoring for natural gas this is an incredible amount of water. A staggering 100 billion gallons of water used every year only in the United States of America. But if we compare this with animal agriculture, raising livestock just in the US consumes 34 trillion gallons of water. And it turns out the methane emissions from both industries are nearly equal. Water use is a major concern for many of us. The average Californian uses about 1,500 gallons per person per day. About half of that is related to the consumption of meat and dairy products. So meat and dairy products are incredibly water-intensive, in part because the animals use of a very water-intensive grains because that's what they eat. So all the water embedded in the grain and that the animal eats essentially is considered part of the virtual water footprint of that product. I found out that one burger from McDonald's requires over 660 gallons of water to produce, which means that eating one hamburger is the equivalent of showering two entire months. So much attention is given to lowering our home water use, yet 
Domestic water use is only 5% of what is consumed in America versus 55% for animal agriculture. That's because it takes parts of 2,500 gallons of water to produce one pound of beef. Before you go and stop listening to our podcast, I want to advise you on how you can make a change in this world for yourself, for me, and for our future generations. One of the simplest things you can start doing to save water and animals is starting a plant-based diet. But don't hurry, you can start by consuming less fish and meat by first using egg and chicken as your only animal protein. You can also do the obvious, shower quickly, don't waste water when washing dishes, and getting laundry machines that don't require much water. As for fish, the best resolution would be to stop eating it. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and gained knowledge about problems on our planet we're facing today. We're counting with your help to make this a better and safer world for everyone. See you on the next episode.